thank you for joining us on Central Parish Radio Podcast. You are about to listen to Psalm for the Day, a series of teachings on the book of Psalms. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. This is Psalm for the Day, coming to you from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Central Parish. Our Psalm for the Day is Psalm 51, verse 1 to 10. Psalm 51, verse 1 to 10. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me and a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. All the glory be to the living God. Our emphasis today will be on verse 6 to 9. Verse 6 to 9. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with Aesop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Here we, we encounter David struggling with the issue of sin and the consequences that result uh, afterwards. David discovered what sin can create in the life of an individual. For example, in verse 6 of this particular passage, David reveals to us that there is the desire of God concerning us. God desired truth in the inward parts. In our innermost being, God's desire is that we shall live a life of truth and nothing but the truth. Our life will be measured by his holiness because he is the truth. Thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And when he discovered what God desires, he cried out that God will purge him because even though God desires the truth, he discovered something that is far, far less than the truth, something opposite the truth in his innermost being. 
he asks for God's purging because he cannot deal with that on his own. He said, God, if you will purge me with his hope, I shall definitely be clean. He asked for washing so that if God should wash him, he will be whiter than snow. And he now called upon the Almighty God. He said, make me to hear joy and gladness because his joy has been taken away. One of the things every one of us know without any doubt is what we call the joy of salvation. When we gave our life to Christ, there is this undescribable joy that was released into our hearts that people could even see on our faces as at that point in time. But when this sin entered into the life of David, he discovered that the joy had left. His gladness was gone. And so he called upon the Almighty God. He desired that that joy will be restored back unto him. But something interesting here is that David made mention of the bones which had been broken. Now, you will, you will begin to ask yourself the question, when did God break those bones? Did God actually break any bone in the body of David? The answer is yes and no. No, in the sense that physically, we couldn't see any bone that had been broken in his body. But spiritually, you could see that David was a broken person. All of a sudden, he discovered that sin will bring brokenness, destruction into every part of his being. And now, now this brokenness that he was talking about is that, is, is that kind of weak, weakness, weariness of soul that comes unto us when, uh, when sin has entered into a certain life. When sin enters into a person, there's that weakness, there's that weariness that comes upon us. We just discover that we just we don't feel like moving because there is that weariness that had come upon our lives. He said, Lord, I want to hear joy so that the bones which have been broken, the weakness that had come upon me, the weariness, that, 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 that ability... That, 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 that person that doesn't want to do anything spiritual, that doesn't want to do anything for God anymore, that doesn't have the impetus, the motivation to serve again, that that may be removed so that this individual may rejoice again. We must not forget the fact that the standard of holiness that God is requiring from us is his own standard of holiness. God's desire about holiness is his own standard. That's why he said in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, Leviticus chapter 11, 45, for I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Humankind's standard of holiness is God himself. It's all the people around us. It's all about the country we live in. It's all about the community where we find ourselves. It's not the standard of the church that where we find ourselves. The standard is God himself. In Leviticus 20, 23 to 26, Leviticus 20, 23 to 26, God says categorically, And ye shall not walk in the manners of the nation, which I cast out before you, for they committed all these things, and therefore I abhorred them. But I have said unto you, You shall inherit their land, and I will give it unto you to possess it. 
a land that fell that floweth with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which have separated you from other people. Ye shall therefore put difference between clean beasts and unclean, and between unclean fowls and clean. And ye shall not make your souls abominable by beasts, or by fowl, or by any manner of living thing that creepeth on the ground, which I have separated from you as unclean. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people, that ye should be mine. God is very categorical about the issue of holiness to the people of Israel. He told them categorically, I want you to be holy because I am holy. The standard of holiness that he laid down for them is himself. And God is not doing, is not laying down anything less than that, even for those of us in the New Testament. Because the God of the Old Testament is also the same God of the New Testament. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14 to 19. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14 to 19. God makes it clear here that he's not laying down anything less than what he had laid down in the Old Testament. He said, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former loss in your ignorance, but as he which had called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the, on the Father, who, without respect or persons, judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourn here in fear, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamp without blemish and without spot. This is the standard of holiness that God is calling us into. And God revealed to the children of Israel that he separated them, he severed them from other people so that they will be, they will be a sanctified group of people unto him, a separated group of people unto him. And that's exactly what he is also demanding of everyone who is a believer. And that's why the Bible tells us here, we must be obedient children. And this is what grace does in our life. Grace changes our nature to become obedient children so that we can live the life that God expects us to live. Grace empowers us, energizes our, our spirit man to be able to obey the demand of God. And that's why he says, as obedient children, we must not walk according to our former lusts. The life we were living in, in ignorance because the one who has called us is holy and therefore we must be holy. And then he tells us in that verse 17, he said, if you call on the father who without respect of persons, the father we are dealing with is without respect of persons. It has, it has nothing to do with oh, Old Testament, New Testament. People used, to, people used to make that demarcation. They are forgotten that the same, we are dealing with the same God. That same God who drove the people of the land away from Canaan and brought in Israel was the same God who removed Israel and scattered them all over the world. The same God. The same God. He loved them so much. His covenant, the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was still there strong. And nothing has affected the covenant. But when they did not obey, 
even though he won them over and over again, he removed them and scattered them all over the world because they lacked obedience and because they became unclean. They joined themselves to idol worship and all kinds of immorality became their way of life. We must not be deceived. We are dealing with the same God. That is the reason why Peter, who had worked with the Lord Jesus Christ himself, he was able to say, we must therefore pass the time of our sojourning here in fear, in reverence to God of holiness. We must live our life in complete holiness. We must fear the God whose name is called the consuming fire. He has not changed his nature. If he was consuming fire in the Old Testament, he's still consuming fire in the New Testament. And our own, his expectation of us is even greater because he has now said, because we are redeemed not with corruptible things. We are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. And that's the reason why he's expecting something higher from us. Don't allow anyone to put you into bondage and into corruption by telling you that, that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed everything, therefore you can live the way you like. Not in the least. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed from, from, all, from all sin so that you can live the life of holiness unto the living God because he has a high standard for us and that standard is his own standard of holiness. Father, we thank you today and bless your name. We appreciate you for all that you have sent to us today, even the word of life. We bless you, O God of heaven, because of what you are teaching us from the life of David and from the life of all the saints who had gone before us. Father, accept our thanks and praise in Jesus' name. We pray to the Heavenly Father that every one of us who is listening to this message and who has listened to this broadcast, Lord God of heaven, we pray you will help us to live for you. Our standard of life will not be less than that which you have expected of us. We pray, my Father, my God, that by your grace, we shall live a life of holiness to glorify your name in this generation so that, Lord, we shall be the light that you have called, 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 called us even to be. We pray that every one of us, we shall be that model Christian wherever we find ourselves, obedient children whose lifestyle will glorify their Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are friends. Amen.